I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Thank you guys for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every day at 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram. Uh, last night, great show. Oh, thank you guys so much. Trevor Anderson, Andy Erickson, everybody at Punchline Punch-Out for uh, having me headline that bitch. It was such a fun time. Sisyphus, such a fun room. Almost cheating. That room is so good. Because some jokes where you're like, yeah, that joke is a uh, that joke is like a 6 out of 10. That joke still does well. But it was fun. Everybody who was there last night worked their asses off and put on a good show. Hopefully, we get a lot of repeat business. Say hi to some people on the live feed. Hi, Kim. What's up, Scooter? What's up, Andrea? Hi, Sally. Hello, Mira. Tara, don't call me Tara Tara. Good to see you too. Right on. All right. Got a nice little lunch crack going today. Taking that tomorrow night, Thursday, Comedy at Crane, downtown Minneapolis. Show kicks off 8 p.m. Get your tickets. Always a sellout every single time. 10 bucks, 12 comedians. What more could you? That is the Groupon of comedy, everybody. 12 comedians. For $10. Good load. Good load. That's a lot of comics. Good load. How about I give you $750 and you just let me go home with one of the comedians. Let me put my finger in the butt. Huh? Huh? Group on a comedy. <laughs> Anywho, uh, thank you guys. I had a couple of merch orders go through just the other day, so I really appreciate that. RudyPovich.com. Uh, it's been a nice couple of days here and I've been trying to get into the habit of taking my dog out on a walk every morning immediately when I get up. I am making the proclamation that this year I will not have a backyard filled with dog shit. I refuse. Refuse. After this, my dog made, and this winter was, it was brutal on everybody, but I think more so than this, this year, more than any other year, we've had more people are just like, just go in the backyard. We don't give a shit. Just get out of here. We can't do it. Can't do it. I'm going to have to go stop this dog. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Let me know in the live feed in the comments if you guys can hear my dog because I had to buy him one of those slow eat bowls because this motherfucker would eat so goddamn fast and then he would just sprawl out all four legs, belly down on the floor and just fart for an hour. And I'm like, I can't do it with you anymore, dude. I can't. We got to figure out something. So now I got him the slow eat bowl, but this is what it sounds like. All day, I just hear the scrape of the bowl on the concrete floor. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that in the background, but if you can, throw it in a comment on either Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. And that way, I'll, I'll get running and go get this thing. Because it's... I, I know it's here in the room. I'm not sure if the mics are picking it up, but there are times where I will be upstairs trying to get some work done, and it sounds like there is gunfire going in, off in my basement, and I have no idea why. Um, You guys can't hear anything. Okay, good. All right, good. No, Because I, I can hear him pushing the bowl down like the concrete in the basement, 
And I'm like, what is up with the goddamn dog? Fuck, man. Do you guys, you guys really can't hear that? Okay, let me turn the mic. <laughs> Anything now? Still can't hear him. Scooter can't hear him. Can't hear him. Andrea can't hear him. Olina can't hear him. Tara can't. He's, all right, good. Well, then, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the show like this. This is bothering the shit out of me. Hang on. Give me two seconds. And we're back. Yeah, right. We got a mattress on the 405. Get yourself on down to Big L's Mattress Emporium. Sorry, what were we talking about? Anyways, um, that was going to goddamn drive me batty. All right, good. Glad we're back. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because uh, I saw this yesterday and I was like, goddamn Kelly Clarkson stealing my material. Goddamn it, Kelly Clarkson. When Steve Carell yelled your name, it was in vain because he knew that one day you'd be stealing my material. So I came across this article that said, uh, Kelly Clarkson's nanny almost made her cry. Almost. Almost. Not made her cry. Don't forget that. It wasn't, she definitely cried. It was almost. Almost is only good in horseshoes and hand grenades, my friend. That is it. Kelly Clarkson's nanny gave her the best Mother's Day present ever. A little bit of peace and quiet. That's what she did. The 40-year-old singer and single mom revealed in a new interview that she almost broke down last Sunday when, in honor of Mother's Day, her nanny presented her with a very special gift. I literally almost. Bitch, go over the edge. Cry. Even if you fake it. People will appreciate the fake tears. I almost cried. Like she walked into the kitchen. I was like, hey, for Mother's Day, I'm going to give you the gift of time and you can just do whatever you want. Oh, really? Oh, really, Kelly Clarkson? You almost cried because you got a free... It's Mother's Day. For how much kids don't want to spend it with their moms, moms don't want to spend it with their kids. You don't believe me? Last week, I put out a video for a client who I've been doing work with now for quite some time. You might not be able to see the full thing on the Instagram live feed, but you definitely can on Facebook and on YouTube. But this came from one of my clients, Meg Highland at Highland Realty. We put out this, uh, we put out this video for, in, for Mother's Day. Remember, the day that everybody is supposed to get together with mom, hang out, go to brunch, sit mimosas. This is what we put out. Really, Kelly Clarkson? Stealing my material now? I put this bit together a month ago. She gave me everything I wanted, peace and quiet. Oh, really? Really? Gave you peace and quiet, huh? Maybe you broke into my hard drive? Read my... It's not even that great of a joke. It's just, you know. But I'm just saying. It's a little dubious that Kelly Clarkson almost cried when she got peace and quiet. That's what every mom wants. I don't know if I told you guys the story of Mother's Day a couple of years ago. My, my mom, this was ages ago, ages ago. I must have been like 10. 
and my mom had set it up where we could go out and have a little bit of Mother's Day lunch. And I was looking for my socks and trying to put on some nice clothes. And I kind of got pissed. I was like, where are my blue socks? I don't want to wear red socks. I want my blue socks. You had my blue socks. I I don't know. Would you put them in the washer? I was like, I don't know, 11. And I was such a wise ass. And my mom, in the middle of me tearing apart a laundry basket, just came over and she literally stuck her finger right on my lips and went, shh, my day. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Kelly Clarkson. Goddamn Kelly Clarkson stealing my material. You stole my heart and now. That goddamn breakaway album. I'll spread my wings and I'll learn how to fly. I do what it takes till I eat some pie. I don't know if those are the exact lyrics, but I think it's pretty goddamn close. Make a wish, make a change, things will blow your way. If you hold on for one more day. I think I confused Wilson Phillips with Kelly Clarkson. My bad. My bad, everybody. For one more day, yeah. And hold on to these hazel eyes. Miss Independent. See? See what happens? Kelly Clarkson steals my material and she infiltrates my fucking brainwaves, everybody. Uh, I was watching this last night and wanted to bring it up to you because I think for most of us, we kind of have our Mount Rushmore of comedians. And I think for most people... Chappelle probably going to be up there. Bill Burr going to be up there. Mm. You know, obviously you got your Carlins, your Richard Pryors. You got those guys. But And for everybody, it's different. Like some people, I think, I don't know why, but they love Jeff Dunham. I, I think Jeff Dunham is a very nice guy. I've met him. I like his demeanor. I like his work ethic. I don't think his jokes are all that funny. But some people put him on their Mount Rushmore. They love that guy. It's fine. Completely fine. Um, what's up, John? How are you? Hi, uh, Scooter. Wrong artist. Yeah, yep. You are right. It totally was. Uh, but the reason why I wanted to play this clip is last night, I've been watching. I know I've told you guys this. When I was, when I was in fifth grade, I won the St. Leo's talent show at my elementary Catholic school when... I lifted a set from a guy from A&E's Evening at the Improv. And I've been going back because now on Amazon Prime, they have all of the episodes, the entire series, every comic that's been on. And I've been finding some gems, man. I found an episode with Doug Stanhope with a like a fucking three, like a mullet that is like halfway down his back. It's unbelievable. Been finding like old gems on there, man. Brian Regan with a giant mullet because this was coming out like I think it was like between 88 and 93, 94 is when they finally stopped. They they put out a different version of it. It wasn't quite the same, but, um, but yeah, but I was watching it last night. I've been trying to find that guy set. All I remember was there were jokes about desert storm when the U S invaded Iraq and it was operation desert storm. And I just remember one of the jokes was, we shouldn't send, you know, kids, 18-year-old kids to go to war. It's not fair because they're not used to it. You know, you take a kid from Minnesota, he's not going to be used to wearing that all those heavy fatigues and being in the desert. What they really should do is just get the people who dress up like Disney characters at Disneyland. They're already used to 
wearing all that heavy gear. Could you imagine 50,000 goofies running out of a sand dune? I don't know why I remember part of that joke, but I basically stole this entire guy's set. And I won the talent show with it. So I've been trying to go back and watch every episode between like, because I think Desert Storm was December of 1991. So I've been kind of watching from like just before that, November of 91, up until like the end of 1992, 93. Because it's got to be somewhere in there. And that was right about that right time. I would have been in fifth grade, 1992. I think 91 to 92 was when I was in fifth grade at the time. I'm kind of doing the math, but that seems about right. So I've been watching every episode to finally see if I could find this guy. And last night, as I was watching one episode, the host of the show, because I always have like a celebrity host, like Margot Kidda was, she played Lois Lane in the Superman movies with Christopher Reeves. She looked awful. Remember, those movies had only been out like three years. I mean, she's already having to hawk her wares on A&E's Evening at the Improv. Last night, the kid I watched was the best friend from Doogie Howser, MD. Dude, I don't remember his name on the show. And I know there's not a piece of equipment in front of me that could tell me that answer. But what I'm saying is, it was it was so... Dude, O.J. Simpson was in the crowd last night on the episode that I watched. The fucking 90s were... This is all 90s, man. It's crazy-ass 90s. So as I was watching, I wanted to play this clip because I noticed something about it. You'll be able to see it on the Facebook and on the YouTube, but you won't be able to see it on the Instagram Live. But you can probably get a pretty good inclination of what I'm going for here. Oh, man, is this on here? Let's see if I can find it. Just had it a second ago. Where'd you go, little buddy? Hey, little buddy. Where are you at? What the, what the fuck? Did I, did I screw it up with the Kelly Clarkson bit? Oh, God damn. God damn. All right, hang on. Let's find this thing. But as I was watching, the reason why I want to bring it up is because Dave Chappelle was one of the comedians on last night. And when I saw this episode with Dave Chappelle, it really like, it kind of hit hard for just a moment. I wanted to play this because there's something that happens in this. Okay, hang on. There we go. So what happened was, as I watched this, there's a little moment, and you'll see it in the bottom left-hand corner. There's a guy. His name is Bud, and Bud is the guy who runs the improv. He's the guy who hosts the show. It's all Bud. But there's a moment here where Dave Chappelle is giving a joke. And if you look at Bud's face, they kind of just show it in the corner real quick. I'll let you watch it, and then I'll explain what it is that I'm talking about. Georgetown, you know, and the owners, the managers, and the employees of this restaurant just got together and beat the crap out of them. Kapow! <laughs> He's suing them for half a million dollars. Kaboom! <laughs> but here's the kicker. They got the whole thing on videotape. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Why doesn't that ever happen to me? I mean, think about it now. My buddy got his butt kicked at the right place at the right time. But see, that's why me and my buddy Dave always carry a camcorder with us. You know what I'm talking about? 
really, man, because you never know when a Kodak moment might pop up. You know. He'd be like, all right, Dave, go ahead, I got you. You ready, man? Go ahead, do it. All right, just be ready. Hey, officer. Kiss my butt. Don't even pump. Roll them. <laughs> Don't get me wrong now, I respect the police, but sometimes in my neighborhood, I think they're taking their job a little too seriously. You know what I mean? Just going over them, we're just... <laughs> Stop jaywalking, you know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Your shoe's untied, you know what I mean? Just chill out. But I mean, people gotta understand now, being a police officer, that's a dangerous job, man. There's a lot of stress on that kind of job. See, I kinda know how they feel. Cause I myself used to have the most dangerous job in Washington, D.C. I used to deliver pizzas for Domino's. <laughs> you know, they would rob me every day, man. I come to the door and be like, hey buddy, here's your pizza. Great, put it on the table. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, mean, I had to get a gun, man. Like, how many Domino's Pizza Boys have you seen carry a gun? I used to bust in people's apartments. Psh, Domino's, freeze! Put the money on the floor, man. Get on the floor. Hey, go move. All righty. Okay, so there it was. And that's the point that I wanted to bring up was if you saw it, you may have seen it on the Facebook and YouTube, but you definitely didn't see it on the Instagram because I'm kind of monitoring that. But here's what I wanted to bring up is that number one, Dave Chappelle, the Dave Chappelle you saw in this clip is not the Dave Chappelle that got tackled at the Hollywood Bowl. It's two wildly different people. Some of the themes are definitely the same. But this Dave Chappelle that we saw from A&E's Evening at the Improv in 1992, wildly different than the one that we would see 30 years later at the Hollywood Bowl making headlines when a man got on stage to tackle him. And the moment that kind of really stuck out for me was if you look in the bottom left corner of that clip, you can go back and find it, but if you look in the bottom left corner, Bud, Bud is the owner proprietor of A&E's Evening at the Improv. He owns the improv, but is a part of the show. The fucking crowd is losing their mind. And they sort of put this wide angle on the stage and you can sort of see Bud it's just in the bottom left corner. And Bud's kind of looking around and he's kind of got like a look on his face going, "I don't get it. I don't I don't Then he sort of notices the cameras back there and he starts to clap like, "I should probably get on board with this." And here's the thing that I wanted to bring up is there are a lot of times in life people think that who you are at that moment is who you will be 30 years from now. And that is not the case. There's a lot of people who would never bet on your pony. You need to bet on your pony. You need to know that you are a winning horse, but a lot of other people will not. So this clip I, as I watched it last night, I thought, this is, I will never forget this. I'll never forget that moment of the look on Bud's face going, I don't get it. 
because Dave Chappelle became the biggest stand-up comedian on the planet. On the planet. And that look on Bud's face is like, I don't get it, but since I have to clap, I I suppose I should to make sure that I kind of am in, in line with everybody else. You can see it in his face. He's like, I don't get it, but all right, great. If everyone else likes it, it's funny. A crowd of 550 people can't be wrong. <laughs> you know? There's so many times we see it. There's so many times we see singers, act. I, I can't tell you how many singers... I have interviewed over the years, and it's always the same story. Always. Uh, not a lot of people thought that I was going to be any good. I didn't think I was going to be any good. I or I knew I was going to be good. I just knew I just needed to put in the time and energy and effort. I was betting on myself. It's a, That story is a million times over. Are there a lot of people that always bet on themselves and it still don't happen? Fuck yeah, there are. But you'll never know unless you do. So that clip right there, that is the epitome of fuck everybody else, do what you do, don't ever stop for a moment and think, I wonder what other people might think about this. Fuck that. Don't care about any of that. Don't even think about any of that. That is not of your concern. You cannot control how other people are going. You have to be at such a level of, I don't give a fuck what everybody else thinks to be able to do something in a creative field. You don't have a choice. Because if you stop and trip over your own dick for one moment because you are worried about what other people might think, dude, you're done. You're done. I guarantee Dave Chappelle went back and watched that clip and he saw that look on Bud's face and he was like, I'm going to prove that motherfucker wrong. You watch. You just watch. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every single day, uh, it goes live on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. I always say, people go, where do I find your podcast? I'm like, in the same place where you upload your podcast. Because fucking everybody's got one. But thank you guys very much for hanging out. I really do enjoy it. Uh, Mira, he's he's more coy in that old clip. Yeah, Dave Chappelle hadn't found that that laid back, super steadfastness. That's a 20-year-old Dave Chappelle you know, being hyper because he's got all that energy. And then eventually it's a little more subdued. So yeah, it was very interesting to watch that clip last night. I'm glad you guys uh, stuck around for it. All right, you guys have a great day. Once again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.